Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Local Legends with Lark Farley. I'm your host, Lark. A little bit about the podcast if you're new here. Basically, I share with you all stories that took place from my small hometown, Brown County, in Indiana. These stories range from true crime to the paranormal and everywhere in between. If you'd like to share your own hometown stories or just drop a line, you can email me at locallegendswithlark at gmail.com. As always, all of the articles used in today's episode will be posted in the description of the podcast episode, should you want to check that out for yourself. All right, let's get into it. First of all, I apologize. <laughs> it's been a few weeks. Hey, your girl needed some rest and relaxation. Don't we all? 2022 has been a crazy year so far, and I've just needed to collect myself and organize myself in order to get back to posting regularly, hopefully now, on the podcast. There are a lot of stories still that we have to cover that we have yet to cover. Um, Looking into the future, I would like to do a series about racism within Brown County. There are a lot of stories there that I feel like to be shared. You know, the KKK was a very active or had a very active chapter in Brown County specifically. And the um, Brown County Historical Society did a really great job of having very detailed historical records of the racism that revolved around the KKK in Brown County specifically and what happened. And so I feel like that is something that I'd like to have an episode about. I'd like to do an episode about um, a racist high school superintendent. So covering that. Um, Also, there's a lot of true crime there's a lot of arson stories. Yeah, the, you think the arson would be would be done now? We've covered how many episodes? At least three that I can think of of arson. We're not. There's still the season's fire, which was a whole big debacle. I'd like to cover that as well. So there are still stories to share, um, stories that will be shared. And so now that I've gotten my R&R, I can now focus more on the podcast itself and getting these stories back to you guys. So thank you for hanging out with me and giving me patience, and I'm glad to be back. I will give you a note that today's episode, it will be a shorter one, okay? You know, I'm going to do my best to cover everything like we always do here on the podcast. However, it's not going to be long, okay? I'm just going to tell you that right now. It's going to be a nice little sweet little short one. And then looking in for the next episode looking at ahead at the next episode that will be released for you all. It is going to be covering a case update. So I don't know if you're aware, but if you're new here, but this podcast has a lot of true crime episodes. And one of the previous episodes and one of the first episodes actually that I ever covered here on the podcast was one I believe titled A Body Wrapped in Plastic. And that was an intense case where just like the title stated, um, there was a person who was doing meth with another person and one person murdered another person wrapped their bodies in plastic and kept the ha- kept the body wrapped in plastic in their living room of their home for a few days <laughs> before the police got notified so that was a pretty gnarly case a pretty intense one and we finally have a kind of final resolution for that case so ne- the next episode i post will be going over the new update 
the final chapter, if you will, of that case in whole, as well as also giving a brief summary for those who maybe aren't familiar with that case, haven't listened to that episode yet, so that you're kind of just caught up on what exactly happened and who was involved in the event, and then we'll go over the case update slash final chapter of that case. I will say you might as well in your free time listen to Body Wrapped in Plastic to prepare yourself for that case update, but if you don't, I got you. I will go over it briefly. Anyway, moving on. Today's episode is a weird one. It's uh, a bizarre one. One that is kind of reminiscent of a circus story, okay? We're talking about monkeys. We're talking about monkeys. So Brown County has had its fill of weird, bizarre attractions, which is kind of interesting seeing as Brown County is such a small town small town, 1,500 people, not a lot going on, but apparently there's a lot going on because we wouldn't be here otherwise, would we? So Brown County in the 90s had this attraction that was created by a local of Brown County, and we're going to talk about it (laughs) because it involves snakes, reptiles, and monkeys. You heard it here, folks. You know, it never gets old, okay? You can't say that Brown County's a dull place because, you know, every few years, just fun stuff tends to happen. So let's break it down. Monkeys on the loose in Brown County and the tale of the reptile kingdom. So there was a business, like I stated, in Brown County but that went by the name of Reptile Kingdom Serpentarium, Inc., This was a business from September 28th, 1984 to September 26th, 1989. The reasoning for the business ending was apparently due to it being voluntarily dissolved, which means the person that owned the business just decided to let it go belly up and end. Now, in Brown County, if you're aware of from the area, you live in the area or have been there, if you wanted to know where the Serpentarium used to be, it is actually now the Cornerstone Inn is on the site where the Reptile Kingdom Serpentarium once stood. So they tore it down and built a hotel, basically is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, moving on, this business had live exotic reptiles and monkeys on display for a fee for locals and tourists to see. Think of it as a bizarro, poisonous, kind of scary, terrifying petting zoo. Probably no petting involved, to be honest. Now, the owner was a local to Brown County by the name of Tom Tilton, and apparently as part of his, like, Serpentarium Inc., he also would travel to local schools and and things like that in the area to show off and educate those in the community on the reptiles in the classroom. So I don't know if you ever remember doing this in school. I definitely remember those like bizarro people that would just show up with like poisonous snakes, owls, they had hawks, you know, one of them had um, bugs and they they would just show them off and then tell you cool facts about said bugs or animals. It was interesting as a fellow animal lover. I was always obsessed. I'm the bug kid. I was interested, but it is kind of weird because they would just like kind of appear out of nowhere and be like, you want to hold a skunk? You want to hold a possum? You want to hold a millipede? You know what I'm saying? It was just very weird. Anyway, that guy, Tom Tilton, owned the Serpentarium and did that. He was that guy. He was that weird bug guy, the weird reptile guy that would show up and be like, hey, you want to hear about a snake? Yeah, that was him. So, What's most interesting about this business, however, is that according to an article in the Brown County Democrat dated August 29th, 1984, monkeys got loose from the Reptile Kingdom Serpentarium. 
Okay, first of all, let's just go over Brown County real quick. Again, if you're not familiar, Brown County is in Indiana, okay? Indiana is in the Midwest of America, okay? Indiana uh, has super intense, extensive humidity in the summer and really, really cold, harsh winters. Not the perfect, perfect environment for monkeys, okay? We're just going to put that out there. Not great. A monkey should never want to live in Indiana. Just going to throw that out. So this is according to the article itself from the Brown County Democrat. Tilton has asked that anyone seen the loose monkeys to contact him or the sheriff's office immediately and cautioned against anyone trying to catch them. Tilton said the monkeys would bite if it was grabbed or cornered. The monkeys are about three years old and stand about four feet tall. If it's headed west by today, the elusive furry-faced creatures could have reached the Monroe Reservoir area. So basically, he's seeking locals to help him in his quest to capture said escaped monkeys. Now, monkeys travel fast, okay? They're fast, very fast and elusive. And he had several monkeys that escaped. And according to what I could find, they were not able to capture all said monkeys. They got a few of them. And there were stories of like a woman putting her wash, wash lines out, you know, with her clothes to, to let them air dry and sees a monkey on her on her wash line. Which can you imagine? The horror. There was a apparently a picture, but I couldn't find it, unfortunately, of a monkey swinging from the sign that says Welcome to Brown County. And they found a monkey in Monroe County. And Monroe County is a few miles away from Brown County. It's a bigger town, a bigger city, if you will. And they found monkey a monkey there. But they, they know for a fact they were not able to capture all said monkeys. So, <laughs> I guess hypothetically speaking, you could be out hiking in Brown County and stumble upon a monkey family. Wouldn't that be fun? So just, yeah, that's an interesting little tidbit of Brown County. They're, they're at, at, at a time in its history, monkeys got loose from the Serpentarium Inc. And they were not able to capture them all. So hypothetically speaking, it is still possible to this day that there are monkeys in Brown County. Wild monkeys. So I also wanted to add in as part of the Serpentarian Inc. lore that I did, in fact, know someone who used to work there. And I was able to hear, this is how I heard about it in the first place, was I had someone I know that worked there and they always shared interesting stories about this place. And so I was like, I had to do an episode about it, be it ever so short, because this place sounds very fascinating. So according to them, you know, people seem to really like the Serpentarium Inc. because there's nothing really like it around the area. Again, Brown County's a rural town. What else are you going to do? You're going to go look at poisonous snakes, right? So it was very, it was pretty popular uh, while it had its time. Um, according to them, there was also a case in which a cobra got loose in the Serpentarium Inc. headquarters as the owner would clean the shop in the enclosures of the snakes and just let the snakes loose while cleaning said enclosures because the owner had like the anti-venom that he would inject himself with. So he thought of himself as like kind of invincible from the venom. <laughs> so that's fun. You can just go in there one day and, and get bit by a cobra. So there you go. Um, people, and, and this person specifically remember seeing the monkey on local businesses signs, and one of the monkeys was found in Bloomington, like I said. Um, the owner of Tom Tilton of the Serpentarium, Inc., also apparently had a boa constrictor that he would take around to show people. You know, I'm a fan of boa constrictors. They're great. They're cool, nice animals. It's also interesting to me is you can find a video on YouTube. I'll link it in the description if I can find it, where they, like, have a kid, a kid has like a camcorder in the 80s and he's taking you through the Serpentarium Inc. So you can actually like see the turtles and the snakes and stuff. 
so that that's kind of interesting. Uh, I believe specifically he shows uh, snapping turtles in there, so that's kind of fun. But yeah, this is a short and sweet episode. I just thought it was really funny, the fact that monkeys got loose in Brown County, and it made the head paper headline of the Brown County Democrat in 1984. I think that's just so interesting and so funny, and I can't imagine being one of the people to see the monkeys on the loose. That would, I don't, how they went about even catching them in the first place, I have no idea, but there you have it. Monkeys got loose, not all were caught, and there was once, at one time in Brown County, a serpentarium in place. So there you have it, folks. That's all for today. Again, short and sweet episode. Next episode that I release will be about the case update, like I said, final chapter and overview of a body wrapped in plastic. So if you're interested in that, check back in when I release that episode. And like I said, I apologize for the delay getting these episodes out. I've just needed to take some time away and now I'm back and hopefully we'll be able to post them regularly for you all. So thanks all for checking in and listening as always. And as I always say, stay safe, stay hydrated, and I'll see you next time. Bye! Thank you.